Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN, Omaha, ESPN, Tri-City. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and and we are joined now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline by Nick Athen. He is from ChiefsBlitz.com. They also have a YouTube channel of the same name. Nick, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. You know, we talked to uh, we <coughs> talked to a 49ers uh, writer yesterday, and one of the things that I asked him was about legacies that are on the line in the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Obviously, it's a very different situation between Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But I will ask you the same question. Out of Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes, who stands to gain more from another Super Bowl victory between the quarterback and the head coach? Uh, that's a good. That's a really good question. I, I think the legacy in this game means more to Patrick Mahomes than it does to Andy Reid. Now, that doesn't mean that Andy Reid doesn't want to win it. The fact that his players for the second Super Bowl in a row are in pads in Super Bowl week practicing uh, tells you where Andy Reid's focus is. But this is all about, you know, the legacy talk about Patrick Mahomes and the comparison to Tom Brady. And you know, I, I I've said this you know the last couple of months probably multiple times. You know, Patrick Holmes is chasing one man, Tom Brady, and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and, and Allen and all these other quarterbacks are trying to chase uh, and Hurts trying to chase Patrick Mahomes. So he's kind of like he's at an elite level on his own. And I think this, this – listen, he hated losing that Super Bowl in Tampa Bay where he ran all over the field and his offensive line was depleted. And he never forgot that. He never forgot that feeling when Joe Burrow beat him in the playoffs in Kansas City. And for what he did last year without Tyreek Hill, and he comes back this year with an offense that isn't all that great. So to answer your question, I think this legacy game and this game is far more important to Patrick than anybody else. Nick, you know, legacy talk is a fun story, but there's plenty of other great storylines in this game. And I think people wrote off way back at the start of the season uh, one storyline that should be revisited right now, and that's the evolution of this Chiefs defense. If that wasn't seen this season, are the Chiefs in this spot today? Uh, the Chiefs don't even win the AFC West if it wasn't for this defense. And nobody is more shocked at the success of this defense when you look at snap one against the Detroit Lions through you know the last snap against the Ravens. Um, this defense has just played lights out. It, it's special. Um, you know, I'm I'm an old dog. I still remember the '69, '70, '70. 70-71 Chiefs, those are the best two defenses I've ever seen in Kansas City. And I'd have to put this one pretty close to that, if not if not better, hmm. considering, you know, the physical nature of the athletes 
that they're going up against now is far different than it was in the 60s and 90s. And I think, you know, this defense is just, it's been a shock. You know, I mean, they got Charles uh, Menehue. Unfortunately, he's not going to play, but he came on. You know, Chris Jones, George Karloftis, Mike Dana coming out of nowhere. I'm saying cut this guy in training camp. He's terrible. And he carried the team, this defense for like the first five or six weeks. Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and the ultimate Drew, blue guy, Drew Tranquil. And then you look at the secondary, and it's the best in the NFL, and it's just a marvel that they've played at such a high level. They've dealt with injuries. They've dealt with, um, you know, uh, having to rotate guys constantly. And they just find a way, and they are the story of this football team. And, and if, the, when, if the Chiefs are going to win Sunday, it's the defense that's going to have to deliver it, just, just like it did against the Ravens and the Bills. We're talking with Nick Athen. He covers the Kansas City Chiefs for ChiefsBlitz.com and also Chiefs Blitz on their YouTube channel. Nick, you know, you mentioned the dominance of this defense, and you're absolutely right. But as you look at all the weapons the 49ers can throw at you, is there any area that gives you a little bit of place of concern where the matchup isn't something you love? Um, well, I mean, obviously, you've got to stop Christian McCaffrey. You know, the Chiefs played Christian last year in San Francisco, I think it was, and that was the first, that was his first game after the trade from Carolina. And, you know, remarkably, he played really well in that game. Um, but, you know, everything goes through him. And, and I think if the Chiefs are successful at stopping it right now, I say this from somebody who's watched this Chiefs defense get torched against certain running backs, but when they've had to dial it up and, and fill gaps and, and bring pressure, They've done a really good job of, of stopping some really good running backs in the postseason. I mean, the Dolphins had, what, the best running back tandem. You know, uh, the Bills had a great running back, and, and, and the Ravens had all those running backs. And the Chiefs just found a way to stop them. So, for me, the biggest key is this. Um, you know, make sure that Christian McCaffrey is contained. Keep him under 75, maybe 80 yards rushing. Um, force Brock Purdy to throw the football. And, you know, I, I am not as concerned about, you know, the, the defense overall and, 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 you know, going into this game facing all those weapons because I just think the Chiefs defense is at such a high level right now that it's going to be difficult, I think, for the, for the 49ers to score points and to, and to get enough plays in that's going to offset the juggernaut of the Patrick Mahomes offense. Nick, we had some people in the chat today bring up Tyreek Hill. Think he's feeling any regret leaving KC and Mahomes' prime? Yeah, I think that um, I think some of his comments have come back to to, to to hurt him a little bit. But of course he is. He's he's never going to win a Super Bowl in Miami. Two is never going to deliver the goods. Uh, you know, he's already Tyreek's already indicated that when his contract is up in a year or two more years, he's going to retire. So yeah, I think I think he has regret that he went for the coin, and you know he has every right to. I I will never ever uh, tell an NFL player that I'm upset with him for going out and taking generational money from a team that was willing to give him 125 million dollars. And you know I would do it, you would do it, anybody would do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what the Chiefs accomplished last year without him, and what they're accomplishing even this year with without him, and there was a lot of talk. Oh man, only if we had Tyreek this year. Well, where was all you know? Where was all that talk last year? So, the bottom line is, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he's upset that, um, but but he's got his coin. He's got a lot of problems off the field, so I think the Chiefs made the right move when it's all said and done. 
Nick, you mentioned that offense, and, you know, at times over the course of this year, it hasn't mm-hmm. looked the best. But over the last handful of weeks, Travis Kelsey's really started to, to play dominantly again. Isaiah Pacheco's looking good. You've even gotten some decent play out of that much maligned wide receiving core. What have you seen that's allowed the offense to start to gel in a way that did not seem possible earlier in the season? Well, I, I think they just they dummied down the offense. I, that's just, just the best way that I think I can put it. You know, they were rotating so many receivers. They were trying to get everybody the ball. You know, they were – Andy Reid was in denial that, you know, he needs to ride, the, you know, Isaiah Pacheco um, in the run game or rely on that. And so they just kind of decided, okay, we're, we're going to be a running team. We're still going to do, um, you know, play action. We're still going to take a, a couple of chances down the field, but we're not going to go – you know, full board. We don't have Tyree Kill. We don't have all these things. You know, we have to work with the guys that, that got us here. Rasheed Rice, you know, <clears throat> listen, all the talent in the world, he's, he's, he, he, he's a surprise that he never hit the rookie wall. It's kind of a surprise he's gotten better and better as the season's, as the season's gone on. And that's really helped him. So, you know, you run through Kelsey, you run through um, uh, Pacheco, and you have Rasheed Rice, and you have Kelsey. You throw in a little MVS on a good day. You got Justin Watson. You know, they've got some pieces that, okay, we're going to take what the defense gives us. We're going to have long drives. We're going to have five, six, seven-minute drives. We're going to try and get rid of, you know, score touchdowns and not field goals. And they've just, since the Bengals game, <clears throat> excuse me, they've, they've just put it together. And they've just simplified things. And Mahomes has accepted that, and Andy Reid's accepted it. And, you know, and, and Nagy's, you know, the offensive coordinator has accepted it as well because he's done a terrific job. I mean, Matt Nagy is kind of a run first, pass second. That's kind of always been his M.O., and he did that in Chicago and was very successful for a period of time as the head coach of the Bears. And they finally just said after that Raiders loss and being embarrassed and delivering, you know, a lump of coal to 78,000 fans, they just kind of said, okay, this is what we are. This is what we have to be. And they did it against the Bengals. They did it against the Dolphins. They did it against the Bills and the Ravens. And they're going to probably do it again against the 49ers. Nick, you know, as I sit here, I used to live with a Packers fan. And his biggest knock on the Packers was they never drafted a a number one uh, or a first-round wide receiver to give Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. what he needs. And I kind of think about that with, with the Chiefs a little bit with how that offense is aging out when Kelsey leaves, if Rasheed Rice doesn't uh, keep hitting the marks that people are setting for them. Is Mahomes one of those quarterbacks that doesn't need a first-round talent on the outside and he's in that exclusive group? Or once Kelsey is is no longer a chief and some of those pieces aren't there anymore, do you think we'll start to see uh, some struggles possibly? You know, it's it's possible. I mean, this is what I think about the receivers. I mean, I go back to the, you know, the AFC Championship game against the Bengals, and they were at full strength. And you know, they lost Juju Smith-Schuster, they lost Kadarius Tony. They were playing with wide receiver five, six, and seven, and they lost. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and they lost um, 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 Hardman as well. And you know, Mahomes is in the third and fourth quarter thrown to MVS and receivers five, six, and seven. What happened? They won the football game. Um, I, I don't think it matters who's around here. I think and that's clear this year. I mean, seriously, you look at this roster. I mean, it was like there's Tony was going to be the guy. Ricky James thought that was terrific. 
is going to be that guy. Justin Watson, MBS. You know, all these guys that really turned on season, they had good camps. And, you know, they had good preseason. And they just kind of all fell flat with the drop from the lack of concentration and the penalties. And then Patrick had to deal with two offensive linemen that kind of struggled, you know, for, for a lot of the season. And to me, it's just like, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I said this last week on another show. If Pat Mahomes wins this Super Bowl Sunday, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the greatest quarterback in the NFL that we will ever see. And it isn't about the number of Super Bowls. It's the fact that he, is gonna, he will win three Super Bowls with three completely different teams, three completely different offensive personnel outside of him and Kelsey, which is pretty important. But if you look at it, it's like there's only five guys left from, from Super Bowl 54. And there were only, I think, 12 left or 11 left last year. And now there's, you know, four or five or six. It's remarkable, and a lot of these dings are on offense. And, you know, when Kelsey hangs it up in a couple of years, yeah, we're going to see the change. But, you know, maybe they draft a a top-flight tight end this year and they groom him for a year or two. You know, that's entirely possible. So I I think if you're a Chiefs fan and you look at Mahomes and you look at – you know, it's in our human nature. This is unprecedented time in Kansas City. I mean, I went 50 years without a Super Bowl. I mean, I get it. This is this is crazy stuff. You know, four Super Bowls in, in five years and winning two of them so far. And you just look at all this and you think, well, when is the shoe going to drop? I think as long as you have 15, I think the shoe's probably not going to drop till he decides to hang up his cleats. That's just me. I think he's one of those generational talent that is just so driven and so remarkably prepared and so remarkably organized. And this year, if you look at him, forget anything you've seen on the field, he has spent time coaching these receivers. He spent time coaching the linemen, the tight ends, the backs. He has invested so much time in making sure that they understand what he's thinking and what you have to look at when I take the ball in my hands and I'm retreating in the pocket. And I think that's a remarkable accomplishment. That's Nick Athen from ChiefsBlitz.com. You can also find the Chiefs Blitz uh, on YouTube as well. Nick, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you. More Herd at Sports Radio coming up next.